1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we kick off Scottish Cup final week. James Tavernier continues to be the main man for a Rangers side who won at Tannadice yesterday and then got paired with Antwerp in the Europa League draw. Celtic's AGM took place today after the team got back to domestic winning ways against Kilmarnock, Hibs, Aberdeen, St Mirren and Livy among the other big Premiership winners over the weekend. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans. A favourable draw for Rangers in the Europa League I think a favourable result for Celtic against Kilmarnock yesterday now Neil Lennon has a lot to think about team wise before that Scottish Cup final against Hearts on Sunday but I'm not buying the manager's claim made at the AGM today that Celtic have suffered more than any other team in Europe from empty grounds during the pandemic for me Poor performances happen in full grounds And empty ones Alec Yeah big three points for St Mirren uh, Hibs romped to a 4-0 win over Aki's A comfortable win for the Dandy Dons Celtic secure three points with a win over Kilmarnock And Rangers win on the road to take three points back to Ibrox 0141 That is the number you need tonight So don't hang about Get in touch with Hugh Evans and Alex Ray And let them know what is on your mind No shortage of talking points We've got the weekend's action We've got the Europa League draw Celtic's AGM We're building up to big League Cup matches And the biggest of Scottish Cup matches at the end of the week as well So so much to get our teeth into Don't waste a minute 01419511025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB But a nation is hanging on your every word here That's how important your Monday night awards are yeah. What is your result of the weekend? Ah, it's got to be St Johnston 1 Livy 2 As Livy get 9 points out of 9 Under David Martindale And end St Johnston's 11 game long unbeaten run Only one man on the panel was astute enough to predict that result I think one of them was a cup game So I can't give you three points for that But three wins nevertheless You are right Alex What was your result of the weekend? I'm going to go for St Mirren's win over Hamilton uh, Motherwell uh, It takes them up to 10th mm. spot off the bottom So they're actually in good form at the moment St Mirren very good. as well Yeah very good run Sometimes I ask these questions And I kind of know what the answer is So give us your goal of the weekend I have to go for James Tavernier As I know Alec will too And the reason why I think we both have to break with tradition And go for the same goal Is that to say that any other goal was the goal of the weekend Would be a breach of the Trade Subscription Act Okay, if, well, you, if you say so uh, Alex, you, you would have gone yeah. Tavernier, let's be honest well, Without a doubt I think one of the things that uh, struck me with the Tavernier one Is the boy Conley's reaction gone I don't know if you've seen it yeah. He actually hits the ball He looks as if it's over the bar He just waltzes towards Tavernier And then realises that the ball's in the net The execution was absolutely top drawer And because Hugh's gone for it I have to go with somebody else I can't agree with Hugh in anything He <laughs> says So I'm going to go for uh, Liam Smith's volley Actually the ball by... Mm-hmm. Robson from the left hand side The volley The technique Kept it down Hit the far post So for me That's the runner up Okay then uh, Howler of the weekend That's when you need to add A bit of your own imagination It can be anything really A goalkeeping mistake A sitter in front of goal I saw a few of them Over the weekend Uh, Maybe a refereeing error What would you go for? Yeah I'll go for the referee error Hello Stephen (laughs) Stephen McLean Uh, (laughs) It was a red card For Alfredo Morelos No doubt 
Short and sweet I'm sure we'll get into that A bit later on uh, uh, Alex yours Yeah see, I, I, I go for uh, I look outside the box as well Gord I'm going to go for Morton versus Dunfermline Morton had a Denied goal Which was mm. a yard Over the line And how the linesman And the referee between them Don't see it Is beyond me I don't know where the Scottish Championship is in terms of trying to get goal line technology. I think we might be waiting a while. Anyway, 0141 That's just a bit of fun to kick us off on a Monday evening. But get your calls in, send us your tweets and let us know what is on your mind. Let's start hearing from this weekend's managers then. We'll hear from both, from Glasgow's big two, shall we? The first game was at Tannadice. Stephen Gerrard says those are the types of games Rangers will need to battle through for the next few months. He says it was a tricky test and he's delighted with how they dealt with it. Said it many a times, it's about just taking each challenge as it comes and this was a real tricky one today. You can see the pitches starting to turn, the weather. Um, and you know, add that to the fact that Dundee are a competitive team. So we've handled and dealt with everything that's been thrown at us today. So we're really proud of the performance. Uh, we've done enough. We've done enough. We created the most chances. We dominated the whole second half. Uh, we should have had a penalty. Um, so all in all, we, we take the points away, and deservedly so. Our game management, and I thought the substitutions, substitutions helped us get over the line. Um, and we're going to have to win games like that from now till February. We're going to get these tricky games uh, where the conditions don't really suit our style, but we've got to be big and, and, and come through them. The scoreline was close yeah. yesterday, Hugh. Rangers form is such this season that that in itself is a talking point. Based on the scoreboard, it's about as close as uh, many teams have come. Maybe the, the performance... Um, was not vintage but, but still relatively comfortable The scoreline didn't reflect The domination of the game That Rangers enjoyed uh, They were wasteful In front of goal It was 2-1 Going on a 4 or a 5 But What does Steven Gerrard care? It's 27 matches played No defeats Yeah uh, I agree with you It was relatively comfortable Gordon I think Reflecting back on the game You know They, they passed up a lot of opportunities you have to give Dundee United credit as well. I felt as if they kind of created as much mm-hmm. uh, against Rangers as any team uh, this season. And um, I think when I was watching the, the Dundee United in the second half, I expected them to come out and have a goal with 10, 15 minutes. Because you get to that position in the game, you know, you're still within it. And they didn't throw caution to the wind to the last couple of minutes. I, I, I thought it was tepid. Rangers fans, what did you make of yesterday? What were the big talking points? What about that draw? Antwerp. You can never say it's an easy game in Europe, far from it. But given some of the other sides that were in there, is, is that favourable? How would you describe it? Let's hear from Neil Lennon. He says the likes of David Turnbull and Ishmael Asoro have given him options for the cup final. But he says he can't forget the players who got them there in the first place. He also think, thinks they should have won by more against Kilmarnock yesterday. I thought we were excellent. I thought we deserved to win the game by a lot more. So I'm very happy with the, the whole team, uh, the, the subs, the squad. It was a very, very good all-round performance today. Uh, thoroughly dominant against a very good side. So it's a step in the right direction. Yeah, we did need a little bit more. We said that in the final third. And we certainly got. I thought we started the second half great. And we never really looked back after that. Um, and I thought our player deserved the, the goal when it came. I thought we deserved more goals, but I'm really delighted with the, the win in the clean sheet. You know, obviously we'll we'll do a lot of work on Hearts, who are a premiership team, really, with the quality that we've got, and not take it for granted. But we want to win it, you know, and finish off the last season, this season. Well, they've given me options, you know, but I think, you know, I'd like to be, you know, I'd like to think about the boys that got us there as well, you know, so we can't just write them off, but the lads who have come in have done a terrific job. You know, it's just as well that football now is a... About 16 players You've got five subs That you can bring on um, Because 
would Neil Lennon really start the cup final without the captain Scott Brown or Tom Rogic or Ryan Christie? Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I can hear the Celtic fans saying, "Yes, yes, start without them because Sorrow and Turnbull are doing a good job." Yeah, it's going to be a big week on that debate, Alex. Yeah, yeah, without doubt. And I, it was interesting. I think the comments uh, got people thinking. You know, because I think most people would have said go with the same team, but you have to factor in as well that guys like Scott Brown. I think Christie may well come in for uh, Frimpong. Uh, well, Laxa will come back in for Taylor. So there's a couple of decisions still up. Did he go with the young goalkeeper as well, Hazard? So, you know, I think there's a food for thought for Neil Lennon. Yeah, lots to get through tonight. Let's go. 0141-951-1025. Eddie is first up. He's a Celtic fan from Carluke. What did you make of it yesterday, Eddie? How you doing, guys? Uh, so, I'm not going to get too carried away with the performance yesterday. It was it was a, a, it's probably the best performance we've had all season. And, when you put it into context, it is a small, small step. I think we're a team that are very much in recovery at the moment, uh, but yeah, a healing process that's that's going on, and that's going to take some time. Unfortunately, time is something that we we don't have at the moment. But it's, it's, it goes back to one of those old cliches: we've got to take it kind of one uh, game at a time. But it was it was good to see a bit of drive, a bit of passion in the team, and. It, I think with Turnbull in the middle of the pitch, we've missed that kind of cutting edge. That I think somebody used the word yesterday in the show. He's, he's an elegant footballer and he's easy in the eye. And I think that's something we've been missing. We've missed that kind of killer pass and being able to take the ball in the turn and just build play a lot quicker than what we've been doing. But that being said, you know, another pe- person I thought deserved a lot of credit was Shane Duffy. Um, I was so pleased that he got the goal. The, the second goal, I thought the last couple of games he's he's um, showed more the player that we've hoped that we, he was going to be. And I think while he's certainly been culpable to a lot of the errors and, and a, lot, a lot of the, the problems we've had at the back, I think he's been badly let down by the other players in the back line. So I think he needs a bit of consistency. I think we, we need to go with that back line for the next few games at least to see if we can build some sort of um, relationship uh, Going into the, the Obviously the big game In the new year Well as Neil Lennon said Eddie at time up yesterday It's a step in the right direction You're quite right Not to go over the top About uh, that result Against Kilmarnock uh, In relation to the cup final Or the remainder of the league But it was a step In the right direction And I agree with you About Shane Duffy as well He's had a Terrible time of it uh, He admits as much himself uh, But there's an obvious tactic. Terrific corners from Turnbull. Terrific headers from Shane Duffy. He got one goal, might have had another one. Uh, so, you know, he scored early on in his Celtic career. He's back to scoring. Uh, and he's also back to doing the simple thing defensively. So it was a good mm. day for Shane Duffy, a good day for uh, Turnbull and for Sorrow. Uh, and to quote the manager, a step in the right direction. Is there a frustration, Eddie, because Turnbull and Sorrow have been there this whole time and many Celtic fans have been calling for them to get a chance. That's not happened previously. Now it has. I feel like some fans feel like that proves them right to have been calling for that all along. Are you one of them? Uh, I wouldn't say I'm one that's been calling just for Sorrow and and Turnbull because I don't think that they would have solved the problems. But I'd say this is probably where my, my, my main criticism of Neil Lennon is and I'm a, a little bit concerned with his comments about um, you know having to think about the the guys that have got uh, the team there because I think he has been guilty of 
relying on the, the, the same old guys and um, I think he just needs to be very careful he needs to, he actually needs to play a bit play it, can I do himself a favour if he goes into this cup final and if he, if he leaves I don't think he'll leave Turnbull out but if he was to leave Sorrow out and uh, bring Scott Brown in and Scott Brown was to make an error it just it, it gives the boo boys um, a bigger scope to, to, to a bigger rod to happen with so I think he just needs to do himself a favour we know it's something that's working at the moment so let's build on it but after that I've got another point about the, the kind of the, the protest if that's alright yeah, listen, uh, again, it's uh, down to Neil Lennon He will be able to assess the squad over the course of this week Do you notice a difference though, with Without s- saying the midfield with Sorrow and Turnbull? Gordon, we've been on a show uh, for the best part of five, six, seven weeks Saying, what's what's going on with Turnbull? I think most people in this studio have recognised that he's one of the best young players in Scotland That's the reason why they paid £3 million for him For me, he's so pleased, the, the, the caller already said it, he's pleased in the eye Middle to front he can drive at people He's always looking to You know I love Midfielders that take a pot shot Because he's always looking To try and do that He's got a slide roll pass as well And he can, he's very athletic So he's got all the ingredients To be a real good player So for me He's an absolute stick on it The weekend Sorrow I'm not I'm not convinced That he will actually start Because I think Scott Brown Over the course uh, Because his connection With uh, Neil Lennon I think he may well Start on the weekend uh, Eddie what was your other point? It's just about these protests. I've, I've noticed the, the they were out in force again, and you know I've, I've heard a few people saying in the show and callers kind of saying that there's co- there's football context as to why they're, they're out they're out there. I actually don't think there is a football in context. First and foremost, they shouldn't be out there in the first place in this uh, this pandemic. But added to that, it's just absolutely pathetic that they can't see the bigger picture. At the end of the day, the world sees that. We have a, a group of fans that are causing chaos, protesting before games, um, causing unrest and violence against a team who have in the last 20 years won 15 league titles, four, possibly five uh, trebles. Well, we've been in a European final. We've seen some of the best players ever to pull on the hoops and these idiots are out um, making an absolute mockery of everything that's going on. I think the board... Have been absolutely spot on in how they've they've managed this new learning situation. They, they they've given them they're, they're giving them until the, the new year, which I think is absolutely right. This is an unprecedented season. There's been so many variables and factors that have made new learning's job, I would say, nearly impossible. And I, th- I think it does deserve, at the very least, to see out the the, the new year and possibly further um, I think if he wins all these next games even if he gets a draw at Ibrox I think that will probably be enough let me, put, let me put them to the, the panel Eddie because we're a bit short on time Hugh in fairness to those who were there yesterday didn't see any chaos violence or unrest Eddie's point about the pandemic obviously stands I think that, that should yeah. that should go without saying with regard to the health implications Celtic did all they could they Released a statement prior to yesterday's game Saying that because of the health implications They did not want fans to gather However they chose to ignore their own club With regard to people turning up Either to barrack the board Barrack the team Or for whatever reason I do not think that these gatherings outside Celtic Park before or after games are creating a constructive environment for Neil Lennon and the players. Did Jim Duffy not say after the game though that he enjoyed the welcome that the team got from the fans yesterday? Again, notwithstanding the fact that you shouldn't gather in the pandemic. I do get that. 
Yeah, well, you know, because I, it was all about back the team, sack yeah, the board, wasn't yeah, it? That yeah. was the message yesterday. But Shane Duffy may have taken that out of it, but you've got other players there uh, who are not as familiar with the Celtic story as Shane Duffy is. I just don't think it helps create a constructive environment around a football team. Right, want to squeeze in one more here, so thank you to Eddie. Let's bring in Scott in Govan. Uh, as a Rangers fan, Scott, what did you make of that draw today? Are you happy with it? Hi, Gordon, Alex, and Hugh. Uh, yeah, I had sent a message to you uh, just before the, the draw. I was watching it on TV, and I said, uh, please, Santa, give me Wolfsburg, Antwerp, or Lille. <laughs> so I did get that I wanted Wolfsburg because it's first time in Europe for them uh-huh. maybe an easy game Antwerp I wanted Antwerp because um, Ruth has played for them so he can give us an intel with that ah, that was Anderlecht but nevertheless he still might have he still might have inside uh, knowledge. inside knowledge so Scott's on the good list that's what he's telling us he asked the big man in the red suit for Antwerp yeah. And, he got, and he got it Alex I suppose the yeah. most obvious comparison is Standard Liège They're level on points with Standard yeah. Liège in the Belgian League So that, that's your level of opposition With that in mind Anything to fear? Not at all I think it's a favourable draw I think one of the key things for me is the travelling aspect You know Belgium's just across the channel effectively And uh, you know they'll get back at a reasonable time When you look at their 7th in the Pro League in Belgium you look at it and you think they went to that game with a lot of confidence, Gordon. One thing I can say about um, uh, Antwerp is that they uh, they have a fabulous home record. You know, I think the other day was the only time they've lost in the last year uh, to Club Brugge, who you know are a decent they, organisation. They, they, they beat Tottenham there. Yeah, one 0 Yep. So you know, they're, they're, they're no mm. mugs, Gordon. Uh, they'll be technically very good because of the the standard in that uh, that league. And I know it's sometimes foolish, Scott, to look too far ahead. But even some of the other ties, some of the big sides. Got each other If you like So you know Would you would you fancy Rangers chances Of progressing a bit further um, Yeah I definitely think We'll progress into the I'm confident of progressing Into the, the last 16 um, And then I think I'd be amongst Quite a lot of Rangers fans And saying that We want a, an English team In the last 16 probably um, So yeah I'm confident of this uh, Getting through the last 32 So yeah, I think a lot, a lot of fans. Scott's right, Hugh. You start to look yeah. at what might lie ahead. Of course, Stephen Gerrard wouldn't. No one's underestimating Antwerp, but given what it could have been, mm-hmm. yeah, you would take it without doubt. Uh, and it would be mouth watering if uh, if uh, Brendan Rodgers was to take uh, Leicester City to Ibrox. Wouldn't they love that? Uh, or if Arsenal brought Kieran Tierney to Ibrox, wouldn't they love that? Uh, Man United, Man United, Spurs. yes. Uh, so. The Rangers fans and Scott's one of them At the moment Have this sense of invincibility 27 games played None lost So We have to remember that the ties don't take place until February A lot of water to pass under the bridge Between now and then But they're entitled to be optimistic Hey Scott Hope Santa gets you whatever else you asked for Thank you very much That was Scott in Govan 01419511025 We've already heard from Stephen Gerrard and Neil Lennon The Rangers boss was also speaking after the game About that incident involving Alfredo Morelos What did you make of it? We're going to tell you what the Rangers manager made of it after these You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141 Clyde One Super Scoreboard
Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here Waiting on your calls though 0141 951 1025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB We've already heard from Stephen Gerrard on the win yesterday We've heard from Neil Lennon on Celtic's win yesterday We've got a Europa League draw An AGM today Cup games midweek and a cup final on Saturday Scottish football delivering as always Let's hear a bit more from Stephen Gerrard In the aftermath of yesterday He insists there was no elbow from Alfredo Morelos But he does admit it was a foul uh, He also says the striker is lacking confidence in front of goal Why, why, why would the speak team over that? The elbow I didn't see an elbow Jordan, If you look at it again there's no elbow there um, The referee's seen it, dealt with it It was a foul It was a foul And it was a yellow card and it's being dealt with but if you look at it again, next time I see it, you'll say it wasn't an elbow. He's not the first centre forward that this has happened to. They have moments and phases where, you know, they're not in 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 top form. He's working hard. He's doing a job for the team. His all round plays good. Um, he's just maybe lacking that little wee bit of confidence in front of goal. So that's for me to to deal with. Um, and it'll turn I'm sure it'll turn He's just got to keep doing the right things And it'll turn for him That great old saying in football Hugh Did he get away with one? I think you You yeah. suggested earlier on You believe so Yeah Without doubt uh, And I You know Because your name Stephen Gerrard Doesn't necessarily mean That everything you think Is correct And everything you say Is correct And I think His assessment Of what took place I'm not bothered If it was an elbow I've heard it described As a forearm smash Whatever Alfredo Morelos Had his eye on Mark Connolly and not his eye on the ball And the ball was away when he made contact with Mark Connolly It was a red card without question Was it a red for you Alex? Yeah probably Gordon uh, I've seen it live at the time It looked as if he'd led with it. it looked to me as if it was his elbow But when you actually see it You know he doesn't actually catch it But then he extends his arm uh, towards the player I think he's got away with one yesterday And um, I said that yesterday, Gordon. You know, normally you, you you watch games and players as a coming together and there's words mm. and there's things and you think, right, okay, there's a little bit of bad blood there. I never seen anything prior to that incident that would warrant that that uh, kind of reaction. And uh, I, I said at the time, I felt as if he got away with one. Yeah, your description of it is that the bit that you think doesn't look particularly good for Morelos, where there's a sort, I kind of. The, the late extension of the arm It's almost like Kind of reaching out to, Yeah towards. Well do you know I didn't see the extension At the game gone Because I felt as if he Yeah that's like his a arm. slow yeah, motion Yeah type and thing. so So I seen it uh, later on It was just It was unnecessary Because he was never Actually getting to the ball You know And I've, I've, Listen I've done it So many times over my career as well Where I've actually led with it And <laughs> And unfortunately you know, And I don't say that lightly You know When I look back I think what I was actually Thinking about at times And Again It's, it's one of the things I said yesterday why would you actually do that Because you were Rangers are As a mm. team at the moment Why give the referee The decision to, to, to Either do a yellow Or a red But what did you make of it 0141 John Is a Rangers fan In Canvas Lang He's your player John It's your team What was your take on it did, Do you think Morelos Got away with that one I think he did uh, I think he could have Let us down again What he's done in the past It goes so many games And you think that wee bit's come out of his uh, play, but always seems to raise his ugly head again. And in the past, you kind of let it go because it was scoring goals. And I know Stephen Gerrard saying he's done a lot for the team, but as a Rangers player or even over at the city, you're judging if you're a striker, how many goals you score. And, and Alex, like, you didn't see him during the game. I mean, for some, some reason, that might have been retaliation that happened to him. And his on United game at Ibrox. That might have been going through his head. He's a, he's a complex character, but just now I think he, for his anger, I think he needs maybe dropped because 
when it does something less than one game, it seems to transmit to the next game where it do something. I mean, our disciplinary record the first season under Gerard was horrendous. 10, 11, 12 cards, uh, red cards. And it seemed to get a bit better uh, last year. And this year we've had no red cards. Uh, very, very few uh, yellow cards. But but will also be judged on how many goals he scores for Rangers. I know he's, like, he's playing a different role now, but he's not had a shot on target in the league since October. So that, that's frightening when you play for a game with uh, a team like Rangers. Uh, and now we've got options. A couple of years ago when he got booked and they couldn't play in the, uh, against Aberdeen, we've got one option. And But now we've got Itton, we've got Defoe, we've got Ruth, we've got loads of options. Now, now if he doesn't start scoring goals, he's got he's got to be dropped. I mean, he's Gerard or Drop. If you're not playing well for the team, you've got to be dropped and somebody else has got to come in. And I think the now he needs a, a couple of weeks to think about whether he's why to be. Maybe it's because he never got his move. He's not scoring the same goals, but now we're at a time where we can't afford to just think, right, there's so many points ahead and take our eye off the ball. We've just got to go back game after game after game. John, uh, you make a, f- a few points there. Uh, I-, I agree with yourself and Stephen Gerrard. I think he's uh, lacking confidence in front of goals. Uh, the one thing I always go back to when I, you know Stephen Gerrard's picking his team, Morelos invariably starts all the, ma- the main mm. games. So that suggests to me that he's actually quite happy with what he's actually bringing to the table out with the goals. Now, see if Rangers go on and win whatever they won, if they can win mm. the, the cup, they've won the league. I don't think anyone will look back and go, no. oh, Morelos has scored 15, 10 goals. That, I don't think that would be but a bearing. Even within the context of he's playing a different role now, Rangers are getting goals from elsewhere. Even within that, did yeah. he have a particularly off day yesterday God, in, in a footballing sense, God, not the disciplinary yeah, side? Without a doubt, mate. I said yesterday that he had one of the days. Now, as a footballer, you, you have them sporadically. You know, he had some good opportunities to score goals and he's lashing at the ball. It wasn't coming off. And, and you know, he invariably got took off. And I think that was for his, his own benefit as well because it allowed Roof to come on and showcase what he could do. Uh, no, Roof, um, Itton to come on and show mm. what he could do as well. So, I think uh, the caller, uh, John, makes a lot of good points in terms of options now for Rangers. Uh, Rangers have 16 different goal scorers and 25 players who have actually played this season. It's a remarkable return. And they also have three different options up, up front. Whereas last year, he was a talisman and out with uh, Defoe, there was no other options. Do you think that day is getting closer, John, where, where E10 maybe starts a big game or where Roof plays centrally and, and Joe Aribo comes in or... Or Jermaine Defoe Because it, we, we we don't even have to Blow this out of proportion Even if Morelos is just A little bit off form Some of these guys have come in And, and done particularly well do, do you think we might see the day Where they find themselves In Rangers so-called Strongest starting eleven? Well definitely I mean Atten's been unlucky That he's not really played He's right, right through the middle He's And he's played it a couple of times And he's looked, he's looked well But uh, as I say, I'm, it's no, I'm not worrying as much about the goals in the Rangers team. To just now, I'm worrying about the discipline. The discipline from night and day since uh, Gerard's first season. And we don't need to go down the road that Gerard coming out and defending Morelos again. He's stuck by him so much. And if you're Morelos, you've got to start thinking, this manager stuck by me, and I, I can't keep letting him down. That's I'm more worried about his discipline than his goals. Goals more than anything. And yesterday, I just showed. 
that was creeping back in again and he, a couple other times it's, he's probably had the most yellow cards to any Rangers player this season I, I wouldn't be surprising but I think he's only got five I think five that was the, is, yeah. that was, that, was that the fifth or the I sixth I think that was fifth so actually this season the record's been fine I, obviously you take the incident yesterday and I can see where, where John's coming from thank you to John in Canvas Lang let's move just straight on and bring in Davy, who's also a Rangers fan from Lanark what's on your mind tonight Davy? Uh, it's a bit, a bit of my relish yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the what folks say should have got the red card, but I'm going back to the first game when we played in the United, and you know what happened to my relish, didn't you? And uh, yep. the United player never even got spoken to by the referee. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's so a boy what, Edwards, wasn't what, it? What, what, what bearing does that have on yesterday's decision, Davy? What do you mean? Well, I think it's because it's Morelis I've been points to Morelis you know, it's because of who he is and. With his record and that, and so you don't think, think you don't think that was a, a even a debatable red card yesterday? No, it's just going back to the, the first game. That's what I'm going on about. I, no, I, I, I completely understand that, but we are. I mean, there's, there's loads of. In fact, for what it's worth, if you want to discuss that, we've probably got about I don't know, say ten pundits a week on the show. Going back to that week, every one of them, I think maybe apart from Hugh, but ninety percent of them all thought that was a red card. But I'm asking you yesterday. Without having to worry about what happened at Ibrox previously, should Morelos have been sent off or not yesterday? Well, going by what happened, yes, he should have been sent off, but the other players should have got sent off at the start mm-hmm. of the season. Which I think well, most people said at the time. If we're going to go back over history every time something happens, I mean, we talk about what happened at the weekend. That was one of the talking points of the weekend. Now, it should have been a red card and it wasn't. Uh, with regard to Alfredo Morelos's temperament I'm afraid Rangers are stuck with that There's nothing they can do about it Periodically he'll have these moments Stephen Gerrard uh, has admitted in the past That there's nothing left for him to say To Alfredo Morelos he, He's lived through all the, the problems Over the last two and a half years with him So that is who he is That's just part of him But you know One incident Yesterday Red or yellow It was a red I mean, I mean, for what it's worth, Alex, like I say, going back to that, everyone said that Edwards should have been sent off Absolutely. for Dundee United. So if, if, if it makes Davy or anyone else feel better, we can we can say that again. But what bearing that has on yesterday, I'm not really sure. Yeah, well, I think one of the callers earlier on said, uh, oh, does it go back to that particular game? Well, in terms Edwards... of the, the premeditation side, yeah, right? yeah, but not, yeah, but not, on, no, not no, your view the, on the outcome. No, 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 no. Listen, I'm not trying to... Yesterday, as I said to you, Gordon, it, you know, you get away with one and... Uh, but going back to the the uh, original one, if if I had a gripe going into yesterday's game, it wouldn't be with Conley. It would be with Edwards for for yeah. giving me a sore one. Oh, I, I've maybe said this. Just got them mixed up. <laughs> to be perfectly frank, there's about five inches of difference <laughs> on two players, so I don't know how. You never know. I, uh, I also hate this line that everyone's out to get Morelos. You know, no one cares. Who's been using that here? Well, the the caller said it's because it's Morelos. People are jumping on this. I don't care about your nationality I don't care about anything I'm only here to assess as you are Alec uh, Individual moments and matches The thing about statements like that Is maybe sometimes people do do that Maybe maybe some people do And and we can't I don't know I I couldn't speak on behalf of everyone But the incident speaks for itself yesterday That's people just using their eyes There's clearly a debate to be had You don't have to agree that it's a red But Uh that is clearly a debatable incident Whether it's Morelos or whether it's anyone else I think we can at least all be big enough to agree on that Thank you to Davey in Lanark Uh, And I suppose in terms of what happens next 
Good luck guessing The Scottish FA's disciplinary panel thrown up a, a few surprises in the past There is a bit of a misconception sometimes That because he was booked No further action can yep. be taken History tells us that's not true mm. um, If the referee says that he didn't see the, 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 the bit of the incident that would constitute the red card Something could change There is a list People will say that uh, You know oh, Are we making this up as we go along? Far from it If you remember going back Darren McKinnon at Hamilton Ackies uh, He got his upgraded um, Darnell Johnson He was a Hibs player He got booked for a tackle on Emilio Izaguirre Retrospectively upgraded to a red uh, Same for Greg Tanzi at St Mirren Last season I also remember Jake Carroll at Motherwell Booked for a tackle In the Livingston game And then upgraded To a red later on Well probably It's usually Tuesday Here you find out About these things So strap yourself in Yeah um, As I say Individual moments In matches I mean I referred to Alan Power yesterday As a hammer thrower uh, Which was unfair of you Yeah which And we told you that He He is A guy who Likes a challenge Put it that way uh, So It's not about nationality It's not about who you play for Couldn't care less was it red or yellow? It was red uh, Doogie says Tavernier's unbelievable this season The level he's taken his game to Is incredible Another great performance With a stunning free kick and assist If he keeps this up He won't just be player of the season He'll be the SPFL player of the decade <laughs> He may well be Is as there a award for that? Is I it, don't yeah? know um, I don't think you can argue With what he's doing at the moment Alex It's absolutely remarkable What a transformation in terms of uh, Numbers scoring 17 goals I think it's 12 or 13 assists It's phenomenal And as I said to you, when you actually look at the technique yesterday, I, I said to Alison, sat beside me, I says, what is he doing contemplating hitting for that distance? I, <laughs> the, I just couldn't see it. But The dip was unbelievable, it was, wasn't it? Was it was just the actual belief in... Now, why don't you say that on air? And then you would sound like me. <laughs> yeah, but I, honestly, I, when he was stepping up, I reckon it was about... Uh, we said 30 yards, but it was, I think yeah, it was just slightly 30 more. 35 maybe. It's yeah. just a, it's a hell of a distance, uh, you know, in bad conditions. And, you know, the keeper... And he, by the way, Segrist is not bad as well. He's a decent goalkeeper. But it's not just that, Gordon. And it's it was that, up the slope. Mark yes, Wilson wouldn't stop banging yes, on about that slope at Tallinn. Believe me, it is a big slope, especially when you're out there. But when you look at the execution and obviously the delivery for set plays, he is becoming a real, real top player for Rangers. Well, one four one nine five one one zero two five. It's a great time to get your calls in. We could be speaking to you next. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan. It's 01419511025 if you want to join in. And we'd love to have you. It goes without saying. We're on Twitter as well, at Clyde SSB. Still loads to come. Uh, still looking for more of your reaction to today's Europa League draw. Uh, Celtic fans, what about that AGM today? It would have been virtual, of course, Hugh. You can't go along to these things uh, at the moment. So for anyone who was logged in or whatever the, the right terminology was what did you make of it what did you hear anything that encouraged you anything that worried you we'll maybe get to that a bit later on in the show 01419511025 let's bring in Kyle who's a Rangers fan from Belfast can I just ask you about the draw to kick us off Kyle what did you make of it are you, are you happy is that is that a, a doable tie for, for Rangers I do believe so Gordon um, hi guys how you doing yeah all good good um, I, I do believe it's a good draw. Um, when you see some of the names that have come out in the the other parts of the draw, it's definitely definitely one of the more favourable ones, and it just shows you as well how um, how important it is to win the group because you see who Benfica end up with. Um, yeah, so I do believe Arsenal, that Arsenal, 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 yes. oh, Arsenal for, ben, for yeah. Benfica. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a good point, Kyle. I wonder if you can obviously you can't be too confident. You, these stages of of Europe are difficult, but. 
In terms of Antwerp How do they stack up to Teams that Rangers have played before There can't be a fear factor there Can there Given what, what Rangers have dealt with previously I think one of the guys I think he's mentioned it earlier About the um, the same sort of points As standard Liège So I think that's basically All you can sort of compare it to as well um, Now they, they did give Spurs Two good games Over the two games that's In the true. group stages So when when you compare it to that as well I'm sure there'll be no mock scoring You don't get to the last 32 of the Europa mm, sure. um, If you're not a good side um, so, But it's definitely one of the more favourable ones yet Absolutely Big talking points yesterday Kyle uh, Various um, talking points What jumped out for you? Um, I just wanted to have a wee say on the Morales incident Gordon mm-hmm. as well um, I completely agree with the guys Listen it's a red card you, you, you can't There's no way you can defend it I can see why Gerrard's come out and said I actually think Stephen Gerrard said what he said um, To try and defuse the situation um, I think he's just tried to take it away from being a talking point as such. Um, he's probably made it more a talking point by trying to defend them. Um, but I just feel like incidents like this happen game after game. There's decisions where the ref could give a red, he gives a yellow. Um, I just think it comes in roundabouts. Um, I just think one week you'll get that decision, one week you won't. I mean, one of the callers alluded to it earlier. Now, there's no comparison to what happened at the start of the season to what happened yesterday. But I think that sort of proves my point, that decisions can go for you one week, they might not go for you the next. But the three points was the most important thing, and that's another one chalked up. Yeah, that's interesting the way Kyle sees that as a Rangers fan, who, who, who oh. he said Stephen Gerrard's probably trying to defuse it, but I think he's made it worse. That was Kyle's take on it. When Stephen Gerrard uh, was met by Alison Conroy yesterday, uh, I said to you after the, the, the clip was played, if you're that tetchy before you've even been asked about it, then you know deep down in your heart of hearts it was a red card. Um, and Kyle's absolutely correct. But when something happens involving Celtic or Rangers in this part of the world, on this programme, that's what you get. That's what the the whole place thrives in all of this. Some will say he's as guilty as can be. Others will say you're out to get him and so on and so forth. It's just another weekend, another incident. And Kyle's right. Some weekends, somebody will get... A red card And it might not be justified To be fair Actually Kyle Most of the Rangers fans That I can see getting in touch Actually just think It was a red yesterday Sometimes yeah. Not 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 them all obviously um, But that's That's just sometimes uh, The way That it That it works out Alex Yeah without doubt And uh, listen We'll have to wait and see About the compliance officer Tomorrow Gordon And uh, I think the one thing is If you go back To last January Gordon mm. Rangers were very Thin in the ground Up front so they have so many more options now. There's, there's people talking about it. Maybe a chance to give Morelos a rest against St Mirren and then Motherwell mm. at the weekend because of Itton's progress over the last couple of games. What do you think of, of Stephen Gerrard's reaction? I'm not for a second suggesting we don't take him at face value, but maybe I'm. Might it be the case that behind the scenes he actually thinks something different and, and, he, and he has Post- addressed Post- it with, with Morelos, but wants to publicly try and and squash it and, and make it not the. Yeah, the big talking point. Gordon, he won't be the only manager who has actually tried to put a spin on a particular incident with one of his players because he doesn't want to lose him. Now that that happens in football quite quite often. You know, you say to a manager, "Well, oh, mm. what did you make of that?" And they come out and you mm. go, well, oh. "Where did you get that?" Because from? you've not seen, like I said on this occasion, I've not not seen many even Rangers fans yeah. say that it wasn't a red. Yeah, you get some who maybe say, "Well, do you know what? Look, we've been hard done by before, and look at Dundee United, look at Morelos." But but 
isolated I've not seen much resistance No, Gordon, most of the callers have come on I think one of the earlier callers come on and said That uh, initially he wanted to refer back to the earlier game against Dundee United But oh. it got there in the end, he says He thought it was a red card Thank you very much Kyle in Belfast Make sure you give us a call back soon Kyle would be good to hear from you again Let's bring in Ken Who is a Celtic fan How much better are you feeling about Life as a Celtic fan this Monday Ken Perhaps compared to some Mondays previously I was I was feeling I was feeling better about it Until I read the paper And Leo Lennon says He'll bring back the old boys For the Scottish Cup final And <laughs> Unless they're showing him something phenomenal in training, I'm not sure why he's he's planning to do that. I mean, you can see, yeah, he's sticking with them for getting to the Scottish Cup final, the ones that are there, that got us there. But switching back to a group who as a whole had a terrible run and basically giving a, you know, a slap in the face to the ones who have had two wins on the bounce. You know, I mean, if you look as well at Edward, and I would play a Yeti ahead of him anyway. Even yesterday I would have played a Yeti because the stats show that even if it's only very, very slightly, his goal ratio for games played is slightly, slightly better than Edwards. You know what I mean? I don't know what you feel about but it. But yeah, feel... Ken, 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 it's not just about your, your goal ratio. Edward does so much more. He's so much more of a threat yeah. than, than a Yeti for me. He's... Even if he's not quite at, at you know full, God, God full tilt, yeah, without doubt, he brings so much more to the game. Gorn, he's a, more of a physical presence. You know, defenders are kind of really wary of him. I don't see the same kind of trepidation uh, when a yeti. Well, he's ten, ten games without a goal, uh, you know, and a yeti. Ed, yeah. Yes, and uh, you know, Edward started brightly yesterday and faded. Uh, I don't know what's going through his mind either, um, but I think. Ken's basic point about bringing back the old guard Neil Lennon has given no assurances about who's playing Because Absolutely. why would the manager show his hand on a Monday When the final's next Sunday? Ken's right though he, he he did float that idea And it's got a few Celtic fans maybe raising the eyebrow And saying why why are we considering that You know, People who've got us here before and all the rest of it we, We've now for the first time this season got Performances that we feel quite good about no, no, absolutely. Uh, see, the thing is, if you, I don't know what the question was. The line of questioning where you think, would you maybe consider someone back? And he says, no, well, obviously they've got us. I don't know what the line of questioning was. Uh, and that's the only way I can he suggest he threw that into the mix because it was unnecessary because he, he had another three points, some good performances for the guys who have actually just come into the team. So it was unnecessary. So again, I don't know what the line the of question was. Neil Lennon's in that most unfortunate of places where if he brings back the old guard and the final is lost, he'll yeah. get it in the neck. If he plays Sorrow, Turnbull, Hazard And they lose the final He'll get it in the neck That's where he is at the moment Which one of those scenarios Is the easy choice? Is there one? Which yeah, one is it? I, well There's a dilemma for you I was going to say the easy choice is the old guard Because you can say They've been there, done it and bought the t-shirt Would there not be a bigger call now To actually take out Sorrow, Turnbull And, and, it, and replace them? Again, I'm, I'm looking Gordon Connor Hazard has played two games for Celtic Two and in one of those games against Kilmarnock yesterday, he must have been the loneliest man in the park because there's hardly anybody near him at any time. Uh, so, does he start then at the weekend, Hugh? Well, why not? Because I think Neil Lennon's looked at Barkas, Hazard, and Bean and thought, well, they're all much of a muchness. 
And at the moment Hazard has the jersey But if he picks Hazard And anything goes wrong He'll get it in the neck Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football uh, Another new week On Beat the Pundit Another clean slate A fresh canvas Call it what you want But it's the chance To get your week off To the ultimate start Come on here Embarrass Hugh Keevans Or Alex Ray and win yourself a sign ball What an incentive 01419511025 Be quick though Because the lines close At 7 o'clock Your chance to beat the pundit Is next Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray Joining me on tonight's show Make sure you join us Before 8 o'clock If you can 01419511025 Bit of a mixed bag so far We had a look back At Celtic's victory And Rangers victories Yesterday A couple of calls on That Alfredo Morelos incident What about the talking points From today's AGM Celtic fans I know many of you Have been wanting answers You, you maybe got answers From Neil Lennon Peter Lawwell uh, Did you like What you heard Did you get the answers You wanted Why not tell us 0141 951 1025 We'll look at some of those Main talking points After we do this Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football I think the questions are quite tough tonight By the way Yeah I think producer Chris is just trying to Ruin your Christmas early They look pretty tricky Let's bring in tonight's contestant Who is Sean From Maryhill How's it going Sean? Hi no bad man How are you sorry? Yeah not bad at all You ever played before Sean? Uh, not on the phone No I usually do well After radio but Ah no going. Sean That's what they all say though That's what they all say It's <laughs> I, a different yeah. kettle of fish When the pressure's on Alex Ray Oh without doubt <laughs> now, I, I, I like the sound of Sean I think he's confident I, th- I think he's got a performance in him Heads it's Hugh Keevans And tails it's Alex Ray And it is heads Two Mary Hill boys No? Partick Oh Partick oh, Sorry, hey, oh, sorry. How, dare I? how dare I I was close um, Cultural sh- warfare started there uh, Right Okay let's give Hugh some Clyde 2 to listen to He's given us the thumbs up uh, 30 seconds Going to go on this clock Sean Answer as many right as you can And you can pass That's all you need to know You ready? No problem Yep I'm ready Good man 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts Now Which side finished top of Celtic's Europa League group? Uh, Benfica Who are Hibs playing tomorrow? Aberdeen Who was the last side Alfredo Morelos scored against? Um, Who's currently bottom of the Scottish Premiership? Where did Royal Antwerp finish in last season's Belgian League? Same. In what city was the 2020 Champions League final played? Um, Paris. They're tough, by the way, Sean. They are tough. Let me bring back Hugh Keevans. Hugh Keevans, can you hear us? I can. Same set of questions to you. 30 seconds on the clock, and your time starts now. Which side finished top of Celtic's Europa League group? Um, Leo. Who are Hibs playing tomorrow? Um, Alloa. Who was the last side Alfredo Morelos scored against? Dundee United. Who is currently bottom of the Scottish Premiership? Ross County. What position did Royal Antwerp finish in last season's Belgian top flight? Fourth. In what city was the 2020 Champions League final played? Oh. Missed that one. 
Okay, we'll leave it there. Sean, they were tough, weren't they? I think I got a doing, <laughs> to be honest. Listen, I don't think he was very good either, if I'm being honest. And I think he... Well, let's find out. Let's find out what the damage was first, then we'll assess it. Which side finished top of Celtic's Europa League group? Sean, that was first question, first caller, nerves. Because you said Benfica And you know that Benfica weren't in Celtic's group It was was AC Milan So Hugh didn't get it right either Who are Hibs playing tomorrow He's got lucky here Sean Someone in the office mentioned it just a couple of minutes ago That's the only reason they knew it Aloha He goes 1-0 in front Who was the last side Morelos scored against And then this is the other thing Sean You were up against it Because you were never going to say Benfica twice And the answer was Benfica for Alfredo Morelos So it's 1-0 to Hugh Keevans You did know that Ross County are bottom of the Premiership But so did Hugh So it's 2-1 to him Uh, And then this is a guess obviously for you both What position did Antwerp finish in last season's Belgian top flight? It is fourth Can you believe that? (laughs) What a guess Look at at that smug look (laughs) in his face Honestly Better to be lucky than good Uh, And the 2020 Champions League was Lisbon None of you got it uh, Sean, so a combination of him overhearing someone else talking about it and lucky guess he's, he's beating you by three to one. Hard lines. No. Uh, it's all right. First call on theirs, I'll be back. I'll be back. There we are. Sean, the Terminator, <laughs> he'll be back. I look forward to it, Sean and Maryhill. Thank you very much. I was a good, do you know what? I felt for Sean there. You just get lucky. Horrible to see. Deflections and. Dodge referee in the same. It's knowledge, you. It's yeah. knowledge. Yeah. Okay. I've never known a man's victory to be so poorly received. <laughs> yeah, you're not a popular winner no. around these parts, uh, I must admit. Uh, right. And the reason that you got lucky is um, because if you're, you're on your many years in Super Scoreboard, have you ever uh, had to deal with a substitution in the studio? Uh, no, never Because we, we've got a substitute standing by Andrew, I know why. A, a, Andrew McLean is here And he mentioned during I'll let him off with it It wasn't his fault uh, He mentioned Hibs during the break And you got away with it Because I am in I am in very much touch and go territory here oh. Mrs Duncan is in, is in touch and go territory And there is every chance That I am going to have to leave you uh, Before 8 o'clock If I get that phone call Alex um, and I have been there We know this form But I couldn't leave you two alone So Andrew is just lurking there In the background In <laughs> case imagine we need you to you maybe left alone here? Oh it'd be great I'd love it <laughs> We can leave you We absolutely can We still managed to get the, the teaser wrong Absolutely you would Even, right, even with me holding the answers Absolutely a couple of updates I think we're okay I think we'll make it To 8 o'clock Just uh, Let's see how we get on 01419511025 already Oh yes The knitting has been done From Mrs Keevens Don't you worry about that Right uh, Celtic fans What are the main talking points From today's AGM Anything that, that You wanted to hear That got answered Anything you liked Anything you didn't Why not share it with us We'll look at them in a second Let's bring in Callum first though Who is a Rangers fan From Easter House uh, What's your point tonight Callum Well give you a panel Hi, Callum. Um, first of all, I say a big, big sad loss to David Taylor Hillier. Um, what a remarkable man. Um, lost to his family. But um, my point is about Stephen Gerrard. I think I'm a Rangers fan first and foremost. But um, my point is Gerrard was in here as a, a novice, obviously a novice, first and foremost, great world footballer. But management-wise, I told him novice. Do you know what Callum That's a really dodgy line That you're on I'm going to try and get Producer Chris To, to just maybe move you On to the other line I can't, can't We can't really hear What uh, what Callum said I guess it was getting Towards praise For Stephen Gerrard And we will get back To Callum um, 
I mean obviously Hewitt's It's certainly so far so good this season Yeah uh, You can sense the anticipation building Where the Rangers fans are concerned Because they really do think of themselves Now as heavy favourites to win the league uh, The League Cup is opening up before them as well uh, We'll wait until we find out The Scottish Cup draw at a later stage in the season But the Rangers fans have had many years of suffering in the lower divisions uh, Took them two goals to get out of the championship uh, They have been in Celtic shadow for as long as they have been in the premiership uh, And you can sense the anticipation now They feel that Celtic's era is coming to an end And Rangers' era is beginning mm. under Stephen Gerrard right, I think we've got Callum back Callum, carry on You were saying Stephen Gerrard's up here as a novice I suspect you were about to go on and, and praise him for what he's done this season. Yeah, I, I think obviously I can't I can't praise the guy enough. I mean, I, I wasn't one of the guys who was shouting. Same as Neil Lennon, people shouting. He said Neil Lennon's been tried and tested. He's won so many trophies. I mean, it's, it's harsh to just just judge someone on a couple of months. But as back to Gerard, he's a model pro, a model pro. In a time where we talk about world class, Gerard was world class. He played at the highest level. He, in my opinion, he won a European Cup on his own. Just like Maradona won the World Cup. I can't praise the guy as a professional enough. I also watched a, a clip on YouTube of Brendan Rodgers, who was a fantastic manager, still is a fantastic manager, and his praise for Gerard, just about his, his attitude to life, how youngsters would just thrive off of his determination and will to, to succeed. It's things like this that I think are... Showing Glasgow Rangers For what they are just now A hard hard team to beat With not the best players in the world But Guys who are willing to Work hard And Like James Tavernier for example Played under Kachinia He played under Warburton Played under Murphy And the guy Credit to James Tavernier But I think credit has to go to Stephen Gerrard because what, what, what are you saying then? How high does the praise for Stephen Gerrard go then? Because Rangers fans don't need me to tell you that He'll eventually be judged on winning trophies, obviously, and that that day's not come. That day might be just around the corner. I I don't know, but but what 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 is it? You're, how high can you praise him at a time when he's still awaiting that that first trophy? Well, listen, it's, 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 it's a great question. It's a great comeback. Let's let's be honest here. Who expected him just to win anything two seasons ago? I mean, people. I mean, Hugh even said Rangers were so far 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 behind Celtic, which he's probably right at the time. That's a personal opinion. And listen, I like what you, I like how he talks. He's got a great knowledge of the game. I enjoy listening to you. And he was probably right at that time, but let's, let's face facts now. Rangers are so far in front of Celtic now. I don't know anybody working that Rangers team. I just think Rangers are just the team they are now because of one man, a guy that's played at the top level. I think he's the next Alex Ferguson, if I'm honest. Mm. I, know it's high, I know it's high praise. He's won well, that is high praise. Well, yeah, of course, Let's, let's be honest here Look at Watersmith Record in Europe As a Rangers manager Look at Advocates Record in Europe Steven Gerrard is, is surpassing that At this moment in time How Ridiculous is that? Well he's not surpassing it If you're being accurate Because Walter Smith Took Rangers to a European final uh, So Stephen would have to do that In order to equal Walter Smith uh, He has equaled Dick Advocate In terms of European matches won But let's Let's keep a sense of perspective here. Uh, I said that the sense of anticipation was rising among the Rangers supporters, and so it is. But Steven Gerrard has still to cross the line and win the title. He's still to cross the line and win his first trophy as Rangers manager. So 
to say he is the new Sir Alec Ferguson is just running ahead of yourself I mean Callum Stephen Gerrard To be fair to him He's the one His message this season Is stay humble Feet on the ground All the rest of it And you've got him up there With Sir Alex Ferguson Well listen To be honest with you <laughs> Talk is cheap I understand that But I never said He's up there with Alex Ferguson I never said that So I do apologise If you took that I said This is a guy Who's going places Trust me Stephen Gerrard's um, Credibility is about To go through the roof Because I believe It will be Antwerp Listen, I know it's football, football, but I believe it will. Last season, a good, a good Bayer Leverkusen team put us out of Europe. It's no coincidence that Gerard has improved this team season after season. It's no coincidence that Eaton comes in, does a job. Riff comes in, does a job. Mm. Dave's just playing out. It's, that's not a coincidence. Callum, no one's, no one's attempting to take anything away from Stephen Gerrard. Nothing at all. But you just need to calm down a little bit here. You know, you need to wait until Rangers have won something and you've got all the praise in the world. He does get all the praise anyway for the transformation that Rangers have undergone this season. But just keep it calm. Yeah. I think it's uh, important to get some perspective as well. I think uh, the 27 games has been a remarkable start to the season. There has been progress, but when you're at a club like Rangers, you have to win trophies. Now, they're into the quarterfinals. Celtic are already knocked out of that of this League Cup. They're in the prime position to to go on and get that bit of uh, silverware. And by doing mm. that, then that's the monkey off the back. Then you can start building for titles, oh. for good European runs, which he's already done. And then you can add to, to that trophy mm. list. But you have to get the first one on board, Steve. I mean, Callum's right about the European thing, Alex. It's always about trophies, obviously. But particularly here, that's what we look at. But I can imagine that elsewhere, the yeah. European stuff will be Without will be getting attention. Yeah, what is it, 41 I think it's around about 41 games, 5 losses, Gordon. It's a remarkable, a remarkable. And and again, I think uh, Callum mentioned that when he came into Rangers two and a half years ago, you know, the playing squad mm. were nowhere near what was required. Okay, thank you, Callum. 0141951-1025. AGMs at football clubs, Hugh. Sometimes mm. they can be absolute dull, drab affairs. Nothing comes out of them. Celtic and Rangers, especially over the last few years, have always had a... A little bit of an edge People are quite excited To get answers about certain things And um, and some bizarre topics Come up as well It was obviously done virtually For Celtic today um, And it was always going to be Interesting to hear What the club hierarchy Thought about the, the situation At the moment Neil Lennon obviously spoke Peter Lawwell also um, And I think One of the biggest things Would, would be the comments From Peter Lawwell d- Defending the The accusations That they've Taken things for granted Or they've fallen asleep At the wheel Or whatever way you want To word it um, he points out that um, they've spent, what was it, £35 million yeah. pounds over the previous uh, 14 months, July 2019, up to yeah. uh, to the previous window. He says, we've never spent anything like that in the past. We strengthened, we kept all our big players, so it's not complacency. We saw that challenge coming and prepared for that. He talks about, you know, he's we're all Celtic supporters, I'm a Celtic supporter, shared the frustration, um, but again, backing Neil Lennon. When you're at a club as big as Celtic uh, There is collective responsibility There's a Peter Lawwell as chief executive There is a Nicky Hammond as head of recruitment There is an Ian Bankier as chairman There's a Neil Lennon as manager There is collective responsibility When things don't go right Then there's collective accountability Now £35 million spent, that is factually correct, but what has it been spent on? For the most part, it's been spent on players who are not doing it. 
You have our goalkeeper, for example, who's already been found to be untrustworthy and is long odds against playing in the cup final on Sunday. And so on and so forth. You have a Yeti who doesn't score goals. On we go. So no one is accusing Celtic of complacency. I think what the Celtic supporters are saying is, in terms of accountability, mistakes have been made by the chief executive, by the manager, by the head of recruitment. Yeah, well, I think the one thing that stood out for me, Gorm, was the 35 uh, million. I think that's three transfer windows, you know, which is considerable. Uh, and as he says, he hasn't. But listen, I think when you look at the discontent with a lot of the fans mm-hmm. at the moment, particularly towards the, the, the manager as well and how it's been run, mm-hmm. it can be that simple as we're, we're you know, mm-hmm. the, 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 the chief executive mm-hmm. saying. Yeah, Celtic fans were building up to Scottish Cup final week, the chance to win yet another. Trophy, a good win at the weekend, a good win in Europe on Thursday, but there is still a bigger picture for some of you. And there were questions asked at that AGM today. So let us know how you're feeling about said bigger picture. 01419511025. It's a good time to get your call in, uh, but I've got something even more important than football that I want to talk to you about first. Cash for Kids Mission Christmas. It's that time of the year already What are we 11 days away Building up Christmas every year It should be a time for families And celebration Enjoying yourself But unfortunately For thousands And I mean thousands Of children Across Glasgow and the West Right here in our communities It's just another day And especially After the hard year it's been We just want to make Christmas Day A little bit different For these kids And by different I don't mean anything extravagant I'm talking Things that we'd all take for granted Really Money in the meter a hot meal, maybe even a small gift. Now, you can help us make this happen by supporting Clyde One's Cash for Kids Mission Christmas this year with J&D Pierce. We can't always make it a big, special, magical day. We just want to try and make it a little bit different for thousands of children on our doorstep. Let's hear a bit from Angela from Glasgow Women's Aid. She's going to tell us the difference that your donations can make to local children this year. That £25 is an absolute lifeline to them. It's the difference between having nothing and having something and the stress that causes for mum at a really really difficult time through the pandemic now if you want to ensure your donation helps a child in glasgow in the west this christmas please help cash for kids mission christmas to donate whatever you can every penny counts go to clyde1.com and click on appeal taking your calls on scottish football 0141-951-1025 this is clyde one super scoreboard Hugh Evans is here Alex Ray is alongside him And there's still plenty of time For you to get involved 01419511025 I've got a teaser for you as well I like this This is sent in uh, By Mikey today uh, And Mikey Well it wasn't sent in today That's a lie It sent in a wee while ago To fulltime At Clyde1.com But we're going to use it today Mikey wants to know Can you name The last 10 managers Who have won Multiple manager of the month awards Within a single season so the last 10 managers who have won multiple, more than one, <laughs> Manager of the Month awards well, not that dumb. In, a, in a single season. Brendan? I, yes. He won four in the 16-17 season. Uh, what's the time frame here? Just the last 10. Last 10, So yeah. starting most recently. Sometimes it's... Lennon? Yes, he's on there as DVG. well. DVG? Yes Sometimes you think Why are they asking that Why are they asking that now It's because uh-huh. Stephen Gerrard Did it most recently So we'll leave it there You're three down And seven to go Stephen Gerrard Neil Lennon Brendan Rogers. Can you name the last ten managers Who've won multiple Manager of the month awards In a single 
season Get your thoughts in You can play along At Clyde SSB on Twitter And if you want to submit a question To have it used on the show We'd love to have it Full time At Clyde1.com Let's hear a bit more from Some of the managers over the weekend um, Neil Lennon uh, Speaking about a number uh, Of topics After the game As you can imagine um, He says David Turnbull is Even better than the staff at Celtic Previously thought He's also echoed um, the shouts for unity with the supporters. Yeah, I mean he's played brilliantly the two games. You know, you again COVID, bit of a tough start. We got him up to full speed now, and he's he lasted longer than I thought he would today, to tell you the truth. So again, he's been a real bonus. And we knew he's a good player, but he's actually proven to be better than what we thought now. Like we just want unity, and we understand the the fans' frustrations. But you know, we're out of the League Cup. You know, we're out of Europe. We can concentrate now on the league and the FA Cup and it's important that the fans get behind us but we have to replicate that by performances and results so it's been a good day that's all it's been a good day it won't placate you know, the majority of the fans at the minute because of the position we find ourselves in but we have to work at it and make it better Yeah, I'll be surprised uh, at Neil's comments there because we've been shouting on the show for a long time how talented this boy is he's coming out and saying that he is better than they first thought why has he only started two games in the league? That would be the, the the big question for me. In terms of unity, it's a hard one to pull off at the moment because, as Neil said himself, they're out of two European competitions. They exited the uh, Betfred Cup at the hands of Ross County, who are bottom of the Premiership table. Uh, their European performances were very poor. The Europa League finishing bottom of the group. Uh, so unity is a difficult one for Celtic to pull off. You know the, the fans are taking it on a game by game basis. They were, they were quite pleased with the performance against Lille. Quite pleased with the second half performance against Kilmarnock. They want the quadruple treble by beating Hearts on Sunday. And if that doesn't happen, then unity is not a, a prospect. He also says Neil Lennon that he paid Shane Duffy a personal visit to help him through his tough start to life at Celtic. And he says the defender was. Back towards his best yesterday. I'm delighted for him. You know, he's had a lot of criticism. Uh, probably something that he's not used to in the level of criticism and the volume of it. We'll give him a little bit of time out just to try and adapt to things. And he's come back in and been great, you know. And he's got a real talent, real knack. If the delivery's right, he is a, a real sort of threat. And David put a great ball in and is a brilliant header. And um, that's, that's Sheen at his best and he was at his very best today. So... Uh, more of the same please club means a lot to him you know he's had a difficult time off the field this was like you know the fresh start for him it probably didn't pan out the way he envisaged it but there's a long way to go and I've, I've been there myself I know what it's like he met his house just to call in make sure everything was okay because he's up here in his own at times um, and he can, he's settling in there and um, I think he'll be great for us going forward everyone always pays tribute to Neil Lennon's man management skills uh, and the, they appear to have come to the, the fore with uh, regard to Shane Duffy. I didn't realise uh, until I read newspapers this morning, Shane Duffy's children live in Derry, don't live here. Uh, so, you know, at, at times it will be lonely for him. Uh, he's also the first to admit, Shane Duffy, that he, he hasn't delivered what he hoped to deliver for Celtic. But yesterday, he scored a very good goal. Uh, with Turnbull throwing in corners the way David Turnbull does... That's going to be a, a feature for Celtic going forward because Shane Duffy becomes, at set pieces, uh, more of a player. So, 
He's turned it around for now Shane Duffy like Neil Lennon Has to keep going game by game Yeah we, we actually said at the very beginning of the season Because we I think he scored a couple of goals early doors Hugh, Because of his presence mm. His aerial presence And uh, you know from then he's, he struggled to, to get amongst the goals The goal yesterday was tremendous You know the way mm. he attacked it with real purpose uh, and, he, and he gets that second goal Effectively he kills off the tie The, the biggest issue for him over the piece has been defensively He's been so rocky and things But this will settle him down That's for sure mm, Let's bring in Terry Who's a Celtic fan uh, Calling in from County Down this evening Hi Terry Hi Gordon How are you? Not bad at all Are you well? I'm not too bad I'm not too bad mate Good man What's on your mind? Uh, it's just um, the, the whole situation With Celtic at the minute I mean, Lee He changed the whole team their Last Thursday night And just Look at the turnaround You know Those guys sitting on the bench You know um, all you know, one of twenty ones that come on, all come on, and, and then again yesterday, you know, I think that's just that's what the young need to do, or the young need, need to do, just show a bit of, you know, oomph to, to drop those other guys, you know, to, 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 like to Scott Brown and all them, the other ones um, to the bench. Would Scott, will Scott Brown come back in for this Scottish Cup final? Do you think? I probably would. I really he probably will. He will. He probably will. In place of who? So you think a sorrow might miss out for Scott Brown at the weekend? Yes, I think because that, that's Neil Lennon's thing. You know, just bring in the big hitters again. But, but in my my honest opinion, I believe Scott Brown right because sorrow. Yeah, he's playing well. He's, he's got a chance back in the team. You know, and uh, just what you got in there last Thursday night. You know, complete, absolute, complete change, and the, the, the result came up. You know, hmm. there was guys hungry on on the pitch. Just wanting every ball, chasing every ball, whereas that wasn't happening before. Well, you know, that's why I say that uh, Neil Lennon has a, a full week to really think about this now because he's in a place where if he gets it wrong, then there's no unity and the pressure is piled on the manager. Uh, if he gets it right, quadruple treble, then everyone breathes a sigh of relief and he can take that optimism into the next league match that's why Sunday's team decision uh, will be massive for Neil Lennon he has to get it right and he has to weigh up whether the old guard are more reliable on the basis that they've been there they created the quadruple treble if that's what happens uh, or if Sorrow and Turnbull have breathed such Fresh life into this Celtic side That they are undroppable It's a big big call for the manager Yeah but when he actually talks about the old guard For me it's just one player It's Scott Brown Because if you're going to bring uh, Christian You know he's still relatively young as much, He's played a lot of games But You could bring him in for Frimpong realistically yeah, but, but, And that wouldn't be that controversial or disruptive would it? But, but Gordon Frimpong's been there for a while It's not mm. as if you're replacing this, These new guys that have come in And these guys that have been there for years Are replacing them So for me it's just this one position Yeah when, when people talk about it They really mean Sorrow and Turnbull don't they? Yeah. Uh, and maybe, oh, yeah. maybe Hazard That's that's a, a good debate yeah, as well I, 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 Hazard yeah. Alec If he plays on Sunday It's his third game His third first team game for Celtic You know, and, and it's prospect the, to you And it's a cup final That could get you the quadruple treble So there are all over the park From Hazard To whether Edward plays or not It is Neil Lennon's mm. big call uh, Terry there's been this Bigger picture at Celtic Over the last couple of months So many criticisms coming from fans You've had a, a good win on Thursday A good win on Sunday An AGM today where the chief exec 
Backs Neil Lennon again Points out the amount of money That's been spent Has that Changed anything for you Has it Has it calmed you down a bit Has it taken any of the sting out of Of your criticism Towards certain parts of the club Look, 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 look at the team That was set up on Thursday night Complete You know A complete change That should have been done Two months ago Because the guys are sitting on, on the sidelines They're busting their guts Trying to get into that team and I said the day before, God knows, I think it was like three weeks or a month ago, it was on, it was on with his, um, he's lost, he's lost the dressing room. Well, he had lost the dressing room. You know, Edward and, and Chrissy and, uh, well, I'll take, uh, I'll take around Chrissy up because I said that after his performance that night for Scotland, um, he was only one. But I mean, oh, just you know, the players just protect him. They just didn't give, but what, what is it though, Hugh? I mean, it, is it lost the dressing room or, or picking the the wrong players? Because if, if you know if, if you well, if you're now picking Turnbull and Sorrow and whatever and you're winning games, have you lost the dressing room? If we take a one man in particular here, Shane Duffy, Shane Duffy's telling you today that he has never been man managed as well as he has been by Neil Lennon, who has guided him through the highs and lows of being at Celtic this season, and I don't think he's lost the dressing room. The players have. Underperformed Big buys have Turned out to be Thus far Not worth the money uh, And it's been a struggle To find consistency And Make no mistake about it The European performances Have been Wholly unacceptable To go out of the Betfred Cup To the team bottom Of the Premiership Is wholly unacceptable uh, And the manager And players Have to take Responsibility for that But you know, I, I think the case of Shane Duffy proves that he hasn't mm. lost the dressing room. Well, it it may well do. One isolated player, Alex. One example can't really prove anything one way or the other. But but we're still seeing a lot of that that scattergun approach. You know, is, is it is it lost the dressing room? Is it not picking the right types of players? Is, is the blame still going on uh, at, at a boardroom level? I'm sure we saw. Signs of that yesterday So these things can't be cleared up quickly They can't be no. cleared up with a victory over Lille And a victory over Kilmarnock No and I don't think it's just one thing either Gordon I think we, uh, I think the caller uh, Terry says You know I agree That the players have underperformed I think the manager's gone through a tough period as well Because of the chopping and changing And that's partly down to the players And as we've touched on many times The recruitment's been really poor uh, and, the, and the ones that have come in in the summer Have really struggled to get up to heights I keep going back to the point one of the things that for me is the key players who have underachieved is the ones that have actually been there for years. You know, Edward, mm -hmm. McGregor, Brown, you know, guys that are stalwarts and, and they've struggled. Let's bring in Alan. We'll thank Terry as well. Thank you for joining us tonight, Terry. Alan is in Canvas Lang. What have you got for us, Alan? How are you doing, guys? Not bad at all. What's on um, your mind? Yeah, just, um, just on his kind of voice how happy I am with how well Rangers are doing at the moment it's just been it's been a long time coming you know just uh, delighted with the way they're playing just after given what we've been through over the few the past few years it's it's just been um, you know such a turnaround this season um, you know Stephen Gerrard's got them playing absolutely brilliant you know into a man they've been they've been great in the league and in Europe and it's just you know I'm very aware we've, we've not won anything yet but you know it, it's just good to see you know given where we were you know a few years ago um, and the progress that they've made over the past couple of years you know as, as a fan it's just there's definitely a feel good factor back um, How much is James Tavernier contributing to that Alan? Oh the guy's phenomenal 
you know, he's absolutely phenomenal. That goal uh, yesterday was just totally out of the top draw. And I think the biggest problem we're going to have is trying to keep a hold of him. Um, I think, you know, I think he'll stay uh, to the summer at least, um, unless obviously a, a ridiculous bid comes in. Um, but yeah, delighted with his contribution. Tavernier epitomises the transformation. All that we heard on this programme for a long, long time was he can't defend, uh, he's well letting him go. Is he really officer material in the, the captain's role? He, more than any other player this season, has epitomised the, the transformation. Uh, the, the goals, the assists, uh, the, the general way that he comports himself. He is a captain, he's a leader, and he is leading the charge towards trophies. Uh, as I say, the sense of anticipation is great. Alan and other Rangers supporters are just waiting for that tangible moment when a Rangers captain holds something above his head and it's not a scarf. When you run through the numbers, Alex, they are mental, incredible. You can't, you, you can't spin them. You, you, people will try because this is Glasgow and say, ah, how many of them are penalties? Not that many. <laughs> About half of them, I think. Yeah. Um, it just shows you nine, how many. I think it's nine, isn't it? Uh, nine of the seventeen. Yeah. Right. So, so more, just eight. just more than half. Um, but to, to add the assists onto that, he's. Pr- yeah. Productivity levels are through the roof. Gordon, they they, they will. Clearly be the standout uh, Kind of statistics But the actual performances He's putting in When you're getting Up the pitch constantly He's a, a constant out, uh, outlet And they are Overrunning teams Barisic on the other side as well Is doing excellent uh, As well Gordon So I, I agree with Alan I think it's encouraging For Rangers fans They're actually seeing A brand of football they're, You know Defensively They're sound And I think Because of the numbers That we keep talking about uh, 16 goal scorers And things The clean sheets for me Is one of the key things To their success so far yeah, but it was a rarity to not manage one yesterday. Does uh, is Stephen Gerrard's standard such that w- would he look at Tavernier for the defending of the goal? Could he have stopped the cross coming in? How, how do you look yeah, at what well, Rangers gave up? Because we don't we don't get the chance to analyse no. opposition goals very Gordon, often. Gordon, I was away a couple of chaps earlier on today. I actually th- I said yesterday as well. Sometimes you just put your hand up. It's a switch of play, and and the ball's it's actually really good from Dundee. Absolutely, United, it's a tremendous goal. He they, they wraps the ball out and he takes a touch. Now Tavernier can't be standing. One yard for him Because you have to cover And you have to narrow in As soon as he takes The touch Robson He wraps a ball round Which is a beautiful delivery And then the other fullbacks coming in Now um, Barisic has to narrow in and, and defend the width of the post Because Tavernier's already out so, so, And is that because Dundee United Have wing backs Is that always likely to, to happen? Yeah but even Even as I mean you're defending As a four Gordon So when the fullback Goes out to engage the, the, What you would do Was you would have Golson in the first post uh, Balligan in the centre of the goal And you would defend the back post With your left back effectively And the balls went beyond that So then you think Okay when it goes over your head You can then recover But the go- the, the way the boy strikes it back The boy uh, Liam Smith strikes it back across mm. face It's a brilliant goal And sometimes you hold your hands up I was surprised that Tavernier came out and says I could do better Because I don't think he can Because with the touch And the delivery early doors Doesn't allow him to get that tackle in Of course Alan The chance to do Hugh Keevan's outlines And see James Tavernier Holding a trophy up Well th- This is going to be A big week for that Isn't it Is it, is the League Cup feeling As important as ever To you Rangers fans I think so I think so But uh, You know As you say It's just about I think it's, it's about getting 55 for me You know I want 55 um, And it's just about Kind of trying to, to To press on 
um, and do what we need to do. I think you know you touched on Taft's leadership there as well. Just his um, his leadership for when they scored against Standard uh, for Scotty Arfield's goal was just phenomenal. The clip on line when he's he's, he's telling Kamara uh, to go to the boy, and you know everything's just um, yeah, the guy's spot on at the moment. He's brilliant. Great to hear from you, Alan. Make sure you give us a call back at some point. That was Alan in Canvas Lang. How are you doing on this teaser? The last ten managers who've won multiple Manager of the Month awards in a single season. You've got Stephen Gerrard, Neil Lennon. Brendan Rodgers You went for all the The easy ones to start I must say Ronnie Ronnie Dyla Yes He got two Back in the 15-16 season Gordon Strachan No Ooh. I'm so going to go for Derek McInnes Yes So Jack Ross No uh, Your man Warburton. Stephen Robinson No No Stephen Robinson Not Warburton Pedro Alright I'm, I'm, right, I'm taking that too far I'm taking that too far I think there's another <laughs> obvious one, I would say. Tommy Wright? Nope. Oh, that's a big surprise for me. Okay, five down, five to go. We'll get them next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are here. It's an interesting teaser, this one. It's, it's doable, but maybe some names you've forgotten about. Mikey says, can you name the last 10 managers who've won multiple Manager of the Month awards in one season You've got Stephen Gerrard You've got Neil Lennon You've got Brendan Rogers, Derek McInnes And Ronnie Dyla Any more? Stevie Clark Brilliant Well done um, Graham Robb He's thrown some good names He's got a couple that you don't have yet John McIlvanny's mm. given it a good go Mark McGee? Oh that's one of the ones I mentioned Yep he won two at Motherwell I've got another one Do you? Stuart McCall? No <laughs> No Alright I'll leave it there So what are we looking at? Three more? Alan Stubbs? No nope, That's nope, a brilliant nope. shout Well <laughs> but, but incorrect <laughs> as, as brilliant as a wrong answer can be uh, Right yeah Three to go We'll leave it there um, One of you had St Mirren As your result of the weekend Yes Did you not? Yeah The three points gets them off the bottom Keeps a good run going Yeah And I thought they were worthy of it as well Gordon. And they're on a good run of form Alex because Four wins and three draws Moving off the bottom But let's not forget What happened to the points Absolutely You know from the SPFL uh, Disciplinary side of things So they're actually Ticking along nicely yeah, aren't absolutely, they? Yeah absolutely yeah The boy McGrath seems to be doing uh, well Three Scored a couple a of goals Yeah yep. absolutely at the, at the risk of sending you into labour ahead of your missus uh, Motherwell are the worry here You know they, they, they're, you know, Two home defeats Not a goal scored They haven't won in the last five And where are they going at the weekend? Ibrox Don't remind me I'll go on a limb Gordon Quite just on this subject I think Motherwell will be fine I do I think they'll be 7th oh, 8th they might just miss out in the top mm. six, but I still think they're more than enough to be the out of any danger. Um, let's hear from Jim Goodwin. Understandably delighted with what's been going on. He says they showed grit and determination against Motherwell. Maybe lacked that a little bit earlier in the season. He believes they did well to hold out for the win. Yeah, obviously, you know, delighted with the with the end result. Um, I thought we played really well first half and were the better team. Um, but credit to Motherwell, I thought they were uh, the better team for the second 45. And no doubt, Stephen and his players will be disappointed not to have taken something from the game. But um, you know, we've got a lot of plaudits lately for the way in which we've been playing uh, and the run that we're on. And we've been playing some really good football I believe but the second half you know wasn't about that it was about a real togetherness and team spirit and a grit and determination that sometimes people you know question and it was there 
in abundance, I'm delighted to say, in the second half. My goalkeeper made a couple of saves when he needed to. My two centre-halves were excellent, I thought, the whole game. And collectively, it was a real team effort. And, um, yeah, delighted to be sitting here on the, the right end of the result. Stephen Robinson gave us the stat before the game. If you score first in the mm. Scottish Premiership, there is an 89.9% chance you will avoid defeat. And it was the perfect example, Hugh, because Jim Goodwin's honest enough to say that Motherwell were the better team in the second half. Loads of chances, but that's a, in many ways a perfect away performance. St Mirren, go, start the game well, get your noses yep. in front, and then hang on. Sends them into the Betfred Cup tie against Rangers in good spirits. I mean, everyone will write St Mirren off, but uh, you know, at least Jim Goodwin has that to cling on to. Also took him above Hamilton and Ross County in the league table, so to go from bottom to tenth, always lovely, Alec. Yeah, we're struggling to build cases for Rangers op- opponents at the moment domestically. I think yeah. we acknowledged that yesterday, but I wonder if that game during the week now looks a, a good bit trickier than perhaps it would have a month ago. Yeah, without doubt. I think ago. I think it's partly down to how well Samarin have done in recent weeks, uh, Gordon. And listen, it can be blustery there, it could be windy, but it could be rainy. A bad decision You know They may well play well on a day I would expect uh, St Mirren to come out And be kind of resolute and, and similar to what Dundee United did Just dig in And then try and get them On a counter-attack Set plays A good midweek To look forward to On yeah. that front Hugh Because the draw is And we mentioned it To the previous Rangers caller For that idea of, of Wanting to win silverware I know he said The league's a priority And of course it is But I'm, if you look at now Where Rangers are at Where their expectancy levels are at oh. The way the draw is With no Celtic left And no Aberdeen left Rangers could really be doing With making sure they They push home And and pick up that first trophy Listen I would make Rangers Overwhelming favourites To beat St Mirren But Ross County Showed that The the land of miracles uh, Is here uh, Against Celtic So You know They are The underdog St Mirren But At least They go into it In good heart Hibs are in it of course uh, They'll take on Alawa As you heard on Beat the Pundit earlier on um, A good 4-0 victory At Hamilton Ackies To set them up Jack Ross delighted As you can imagine Yeah I mean I think Coming here we We anticipated It would be a difficult match Teams find it hard here And, and obviously I think Their upturning performances As a result recently um, meant it could be More difficult So I think to play To win the game First of all um, With the scoreline And then I think Performance was really good So it's a Yeah it's, just, it's a good afternoon It's just very obvious to say about keep a clean sheet score four goals and play well through the game so it's a nice afternoon for us for them we talk about the feeling you get from winning football matches and enjoying that and so for them tonight to look at the table as they all do on their phones and to see themselves in that position after 17 league games is brilliant so it might only be for 24 hours but um, it's it's just a reflection of how they've done this season so far you don't get to that position after this number of games without being a good team it's just making sure they can replicate, replicate that sorry, over the second half of the season and be relentless in their work so Delighted with them, really, really pleased. It's been a, it's been a good season for us, but it's only been a half season so far. You know, we'll continue that. I mean, it was a result, Alex, that moved Hibbs into yeah. second for a while. I know Celtic had loads of games in hand and and reclaimed that spot, but it still speaks volumes for where Hibbs are at. Yeah, yeah, they're on a little uh, run at the moment, Gordon. It's free scoring, and uh, I, I have to say, I did fancy them. When you look at the personnel up top, and I think that's one of the standout uh, characteristics of Hibbs' middle to front. They've got so many options, and. Uh, for me, it's down to uh, Aberdeen and Hibs to see who gets that third spot. Mm. Yeah, Hugh, they, they like Lanarkshire at the moment, 3-0 at Motherwell. Last week, 4-0 at Hamilton. Yeah. Um, this week, and Alex says personnel, Kevin Nisbet scored again. A poacher's finish this time, was happy to 
Give penalty duties to Martin Boyle Having missed a couple Martin Boyle made no mistake And uh, the McGinn's just keep scoring All yeah. of a sudden Which is um, Which is a new uh, a new thing But Also your mate Doidge Doidge yes The man I made <laughs> um, So yeah, I think people would look ahead uh, I don't want to write off my old pal Peter Grant at Alloa But people might look ahead and think Betfred Cup final Rangers versus Hibs and that What if they get drawn against each other in the next well, round? Yeah but if you avoid that uh, That would be a final to, to relish uh, But there's no more than Jack Ross can do Than to provide a team with goal scorers and entertainment mm. And uh, I'm sure that Steve Clark's looking at Nisbet every game And with are thinking This guy could do the Euro 2020 Okay, let's round off tonight's full-time teaser Then we're looking for the last 10 managers Who've won multiple Manager of the Month awards In a single season Gerard, Lennon, Clark, Rogers, McInnes, Dyla, McGee Fenton No Nope uh, Fenlon Yo- you mean Fenlon, <laughs> no, yeah It's not uh, him either, Yogi, don't worry about that you, Big Yogi Was there not some sort of YouTube sensation Fenton the dog <laughs> It's just come back to me chasing the deer Anyway, right We've not got enough time for Did that Did you get it? <laughs> uh, he's not it you big yogi Yes big yogi Well done uh, I'm struggling now How many more have we got to get Two more Two more uh, Danny Lennon Stay in that part of the world uh, Jim McIntyre Yes And um, Ooh. Rob, uh, no, um, John Robertson No No Well you said that part of the I world No but come on Ross County Terry Butcher No Good shout Ross County um, So you've got Jim McIntyre Who else might it be? You're going to kick yourself I know I might kick you As well Initials Played for Motherwell And Aberdeen Aberdeen He's got a footballing father as well Oh yes um, Went to Went to England Famous Derek family Adams. Yeah there we go I was about to dust off my Adams family pun there And you just beat me to it Brilliant Thank you Hugh Keevans And Alex Ray Thanks so much for all the calls A really really busy night on the phone lines And we can do it all over again At 6 o'clock tomorrow I can't promise I'll be here But someone will be And they'll be delighted to hear from you So make sure you get in touch then Callum Gallagher is up next